The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. This is Tax Able with Natasha Heron. Season one is back to basics, and this is your foundation level of tax. There will be 12 episodes per season covering a multitude of taxes. Understand that tax is an extremely complex area, but I'll be breaking it down into bite-sized pieces so it's easy for you to digest. And hopefully by the end of the season, I will get you interested and excited about tax for your business. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas break and have fully recovered from New Year's Eve. If you haven't already, please make sure you click subscribe to listen to the latest episodes as they're released. So today's episode is called January Blues, and we're going to be looking at what items usually make up your self-assessment tax return. But what is a self-assessment return? Well, it's an annual form submitted to HMRC in order for you to declare your taxable activities in a tax year. A tax year runs from the 6th of April to the 5th of April. So the year we'll be looking at is the 6th of April 2020 to the 5th of April 2021. The deadline to submit the return and pay any liability is the 31st of January 2022. So if you have put this task off until the new year, pop it to the top of your priority list as time is starting to run out. But who does it apply to? Well, if you're self-employed, partner in a partnership, or member of a limited liability partnership, it's more than likely you're going to need to submit a return. If you're a shareholder in a company, you may also need to submit a return, but it depends on your circumstances. So how do you submit a return? You can do it yourself through an online portal, or you can use an agent, and an agent means a tax advisor. If you do not have an advisor and you would like one, please email me at help at taxable.uk and I'll try to assist. To submit the return, you'll need something called a unique taxpayer reference number, or a UTRN. This number is unique to you, and it's an internal number issued by HMRC. If you do not have one of these and you need to submit a return, then please make sure you submit an application to HMRC before the end of the month. So what's usually included in your return? Well, first of all, you have your employment income, and this means your salary. And if you're only paid a salary and you do not have any other forms of income, it's more than likely you do not need to submit a return. And that's because your employer has already paid the tax to HMRC on your behalf. Next, you have rental income. And this can be from either investment properties or if you rent a room out in your own home. Interest from savings and dividends. And dividends can be received on investments or via distributions from your own company. If you do not know what I mean by that, please refer to an earlier episode called It's My Money, I'll Spend If I Want To. Next, you have to report any sales of assets. And assets include properties, shares or physical art. Then you've got sale of NFTs, and gains and losses on cryptocurrencies or shares. There are other items that are included, but those are the main ones. Now, each of the items we just discussed are taxed in different ways, and they'll be subject to either income tax, national insurance, or capital gains tax. 
If you do not know what I mean by these terms, please refer to either my Instagram or the gov.uk website. There are three items we're going to discuss in detail today. And the first one is cryptocurrencies. Now, this is the new big thing, and people are starting to make a lot of money, or if you're unlucky, significant losses. If you're resident in the UK, you may need to report your gains and losses to HMRC. Now, any gains are subject to capital gains tax, and you have an annual allowance of 12,300. And this means you do not pay tax on that initial amount. There is a big misunderstanding of how cryptocurrency gains are reported and when they're triggered. Most people think they're triggered when you convert to fiat currency, but they're actually triggered a lot earlier than when you sell a cryptocurrency. And that's because each currency is assessed separately, so you need to keep detailed records. So let's put this into practice. Let's say you invest £10,000 in Bitcoin and sell it for £100,000. So you've made a £90,000 Bitcoin gain. You then invest that £100,000 into Ethereum, but you're rather unlucky and you sell that for £50,000. So you make a £50,000 Ethereum loss. You then convert this to fiat currency. So let's have a look at what we have. We have a £90,000 Bitcoin gain and a £50,000 Ethereum loss. Now, if these occur in the same tax year, then the net gain is taxed. And what I mean by net gain is you take the £90,000 Bitcoin gain and you minus the £50,000 Ethereum loss. So you'll be subject to tax on 40000 But what if these transactions occur in different tax years? And this is quite likely considering the tax year runs from the 6th of April to the 5th of April. And let's use our example from earlier. You have your £90,000 Bitcoin gain and let's say this took place in May 2020. That will go on your 2021 tax return due at the end of the month. You'll then pay tax on the £90,000 gain minus your annual allowance if you've not already used it up. And then you've got your £50,000 Ethereum loss, but this takes place in May 2021. So that goes on next year's tax return. The key thing is here is that you cannot offset the Bitcoin gain with the Ethereum loss. The Ethereum loss will be offset against gains in its own years or it's carried forward against future gains. Essentially, you're going to front load the tax on the Bitcoin gain and you're going to have to wait to offset the Ethereum loss. This is why you have to keep a detailed record of every transaction you do as timing will be key. Next, we're going to be looking at NFTs and NFT stands for non-fungible token. These are completely unique and they're items such as photos, videos and audio and other types of digital files. These have become increasingly popular this year, but if you were an earlier adopter, you may need to report a gain or loss in this tax return. To report a gain, you look at the sales price minus any costs, but you only get one annual allowance per tax year. So if you already used it up on, say, gains in cryptocurrency, then you cannot then offset it against your NFTs in the same tax year. Now let's look at those conditions in more detail. First of all, if the asset you sold was more than four times the annual allowance, then you need to declare it. And remember, the annual allowance at the moment is 12,300, and you have to report it even if you've not made a gain or loss. But what if you're thinking, I've only made a small amount on crypto or NFTs, so surely I do not need to report those. Well, you may be right, but it depends on your own circumstances. The main rule to remember is if the asset you sold was more than four times the annual allowance, then you need to sign up and declare it. And this is the case even if you've not made a gain or loss on that sale. 
Now remember the annual allowance is 12,300. So what we're looking at is four times 12,300. But let's put this into practice. Let's say you invest 40,000 pound into Bitcoin and sell it for 50,000. So you have a 10,000 pound gain. But the proceeds, remember, were £50,000, and this is more than four times the annual exemption. So you have to report this sale in your self-assessment tax return, even though you've only made a £10,000 gain. And that is under the £12,300 annual allowance. But this is why you need a tax advisor, as we do the heavy lifting for you. So it's best if you tell us everything you've done in a tax year, and we'll tell you what's reportable and what's not. The last item we're going to look at is the Self-Employed Income Support Scheme, or SEISS. Now, the government introduced this scheme to support self-employed businesses during the pandemic. You had to submit an application and there was a certain criteria you needed to meet. But for the first and second grant, you had to show that your business was adversely affected by COVID. That was nice and easy, considering we're in a national lockdown. Next you have the third, fourth and fifth grant, but the criteria for these grants changed as you had to show there'd be a significant reduction in your trading profits as a direct result of COVID-19. The grants are taxed on the date of receipts. So there'll be at least three that form part of this year's tax return. Now we are not overly worried about the first and second grant, but the third grant, you have to make sure that you can show you met the criteria. Each of the grants will be subject to income tax and they're included in a separate section of the tax return. Do not include it in your trading income. What we're finding is HMRC are starting to challenge as to whether the third, fourth and fifth grant payments were validly made, as they did find that a few people abused the system. What they'll do is they'll review your last year's trading profits and compare it to your current year of trading profits. And if you cannot show that you are adversely affected, they will seek to reclaim part or all of the payments they have made to you. So what can you do to safeguard this? Well, you need to keep evidence on file to show that you've been adversely affected. And this can include correspondence from canceled contracts, detailed analysis of your income, and any evidence to show the hardship you have been caused. If you did get an alternative job in order to supplement your income, HMRC may not accept that the payments they've made to you were valid. This is because they're only looking at your overall trading income and they do not look at this on a job by job basis. So what should you do if you're preparing your return and you realize your income has not been adversely affected? Well, the first thing you can do is voluntarily pay it back. And I can imagine most of you probably don't want to do that, but it is the best option as you do not want to wait for an inquiry, as if HMRC decide that they should not have made those payments to you, they will seek not only to reclaim the money, but they are likely to level you with interest and penalties. So it'll work out more expensive overall. We haven't seen too many inquiries yet, but I imagine these will start in February, once the, all the returns have been submitted. If you aren't sure as to whether you should pay back your grant, then you should get in touch with your tax advisor. And if you do not have one, then I suggest you look into getting one. So what happens if you submit your return after the 31st of January? Well, there's an automatic £100 penalty if your return is up to three months late. If your return is later than this, then the penalties are geared on the amount of loss of tax to HMRC. Unfortunately, you cannot use the excuse that you just were not aware of the rules. This is argument has been tried and tested with HMRC and in the courts, and this is why you need an advisor. 
I understand that today you're probably not feeling your best. You're probably a little bit hungover and tired and you're not looking forward to work. And the last thing you want to do is to be worried about your tax return. I appreciate it is a complex area and it is always best if you have a tax advisor. So please do get in touch if you are looking for help. Thank you for listening. And next week's episode is going to be called Should You Put a Ring on It? And we're going to be looking at the tax benefits of getting hitched. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. Please can you share it with your friends, family, peers, acquaintances, people you meet down the pub or on a dog walk. Any and all support is appreciated. This podcast has been produced by Redwood Studios. It's sponsored by Hillier Hopkins LLP. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.